Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode. Hopefully it'll be very fun for you guys. And we're going to jump right in. Okay, cool. So I tell Laura all the time that she destroyed my life by bringing me down the Korean entertainment rabbit hole with her. Obviously, I'm joking because I get to enjoy so much fun content now. Uh, but it does blow my mind every so often when I think of how much my taste has actually evolved and how quickly I became desensitized to the culture shock of going from Western to Eastern TV and music. But you know, and there's actually no better reminder than when I try to show a newbie some content and they're like, what is this, Catherine? Like, I don't understand. And this is weird. And yeah, so. I want to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. So I won't. I do have a plea. <laughs> if any government agency is out there and they want to hire me to indoctrinate some people, some group, I am here. I'm available. I have been working on Ryan, my husband, for a while. <laughs> and I am very proud to say that he inadvertently hums K-pop songs. He, on purpose, looks up K-pop songs. And I got him, not even got him, he did it on his own to do the hot choreo. So thank you, 17. <laughs> so today's episode is all about the k-popification that's a mouthful yeah it is k-popification process how we got here what has changed for us and we're going to be ending it with a super fun drinking game we all love <laughs> so keep watching listening <laughs> and let's have fun and we're already drinking so <laughs> just, just to be completely transparent so I think about this all the time I don't know if Laura has moments where she just stops and like looks at the ceiling or stares at the screen and it's like damn shit really do change like but there's a lot of things in Korean entertainment and let me clarify that we both consume a lot of k-pop it's all, most of the time it's like what we listen to except like he, there's some days where we'll listen to more latin music or whatever other genre we like but mostly we listen to k-pop but we also consume a lot of variety show content from korea and then laura has also been in the k-drama and in the webtoon pools so she draws from a lot of different places and for me it's just mostly whatever's on youtube i'm getting into it so that's basically it and there's a lot of things that happen that at this point I'm desensitized to, but I'm thinking back to my first days as a outsider looking in. And there's a lot of differences between how we watch TV in the West and programming in the East or music programming in the East. And yeah, we're going to talk about some of those things. So just like a little thing that maybe just dawned on me, even though the West and the East in entertainment are very different. If you think about it, a lot of the Hispanic shows 
have a very big like similarity with variety shows in Korea as well as like the novelas Mm -hmm. so it's different but at the same time not the same but different yeah 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 I agree with you I see what you're saying so we can start with (laughs) one of the points that we have here I didn't realize this until Cookie's vlog came up and I was watching it on the TV in, in, in my apartment and Ryan was in his computer, which is right next to the TV. And we're watching and like, you know, in Korean entertainment, there's always descriptions of what people are doing, even though they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So they're basically telling us how to feel. So Ryan's like, the fuck is this? And I'm like, well, actually, this is normal. Yeah, <laughs> just <sir. laughs> they're, ch- they're telling us how to feel. Yeah. So we don't stray from anything but what they want us to feel. Yeah. Everyone's guilty of this, but in particular, I think Monster X editors are very uh, guilty of being extremely aggressive with the caption. <laughs> and they're like, the most beautiful cat in all of Korea is posing for you right now. Like they're very expressive with their captions. And like Laura was saying, it controls the narrative. It's supposed to kind of put the thought in your head. Like we're not really asked to be independent thinkers here when it comes to this content. They're not only showing you very clearly what's on screen, what's happening, but they also narrate it, describe it and plant the seed for you to be indoctrinated and brainwashed as you watch. So very effective. Another point which they do not only in variety shows, but I've seen it also in a couple of dramas, is the use of like cute little graphics on screen to, it's kind of like in comic books where they have like the kabam and the blam like that, but for variety shows and dramas, which is weird when you first see it, but like once you get used to it, it's like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's supposed to add like a fun element to it. But to me, the impressive part is like, I found out that a lot of these shows record and uh, are broadcast in the same week time period. So props to the editors even more for being able to turn around so quickly all these graphics and all these like edited perfect shots because it's a lot of work. Yeah, drama sometimes they're recording the night before they have to air. And it's like, guys... (laughs) you don't have to do this like it's okay like there's schedules being thrown out every time there's a comeback like I'm pretty sure they could do that for a drama that's spending millions of dollars in production like 100% I know they want to think of what the people that are watching and like their opinions and they want to pivot based on that yeah Laura is also aside from a brilliant indoctrinator she's also a scheduler so if you need any help Call her up. <laughs> you got you. I had to do that for a living. Another thing that happens, which I think is hilarious, and like my mom would love this in her like Hispanic TV, but it's like they play the same moment from multiple vantage points so that you get to see multiple people's reactions and what happened from different angles. Which like to me, it's like bothersome, but I've gotten used to it at this point. But yeah, it's just I when I started watching, I was like, why are they replaying this like 35 times? It's not a basketball like dunk during like a overtime, you know, like that I need to see the shot from every different direction. Like it's it's just it's a it's a lot, but I guess people enjoy it. So it's not that bad in variety shows. What bothers me is more in like dramas. The dramas that I've been currently or recently watching are not 
the critically acclaimed dramas. And those that I've been watching that aren't critically acclaimed are usually the really cheesy romance ones. And in those, they have like whenever the two main characters kiss, they show it in like almost a 360 view. And it's like, guys, I don't need to see two people kissing. They're not every even single good kisses. It's just like, I guess in variety shows, I don't mind because I do want to see like, for example, if it's like BTS, I do want to see each member's Everyone's reaction. Because yeah. I love them. But like in a drama, I'm like, guys, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's okay. Let's move on. Facts. And something else that happens that I, this one I think really threw us both off. I don't think this is common here at all. Mm-mm. But there's a lot of playing around with the being a couple thing in same-sex groups or in variety shows for uh, idols or just in basically any setting where role-playing is welcome or there's like a teaming up situation. Like they'll grab hands and they'll be like, oh, we look like a couple or we're dressed because that's the thing in Korea as well. I've come to find out that like when people are in, in relationships, they dress alike, like couples dress alike. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, it, it, there's a bigger chance of that happening in an idol group because all of them get styled similarly to each other. So it's very easy for them to look like they're together. And they're just like, you'll see two guys holding hands being like, oh my God, we look like a couple and like excited and like funny and like whatever. That would never happen here. Even though we've on the West, we've become more woke. Sure. I don't know what other word to use there. It's still not something you see. It's just nobody wants to be coupled like I don't know how to explain it. I don't it. think like, I've seen it ever. And I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but I don't think I've seen that. It doesn't sound like something that would happen here. Even in just like the culture, usually, I mean, I guess in Hispanic culture, it is more about being a couple and being with someone like that sure. can become your identity. A lot of people in their Instagram descriptions, instead of their names, they have their names when the person said, <laughs> I love you when this, 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 this. And it's like, my guys totally. really... <laughs> or they have like a picture with them and their significant other. Yeah. So, but then there's also like in American culture, it's more about, yeah, you're together, but you're also an individual. So it's, yeah. Also, I think that's really is. it. That's it. That's really it. There's a lot of individualism here. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And the last two things that we've noticed that we're completely desensitized to for the most part now, but it was a big shock when we started watching Egyo, Egyo, for anyone who's not initiated into the K-pop or Korean entertainment world, Eggy means baby. So Egyo is kind of acting like a baby. And it's just like making cute voices and like making little signs by your face with your hands and just kind of infantilizing the moment, yourself and the moment. And there's a lot of that. And when I saw that, I was like, these men are like in their 30s, some of them or whatever and they're being asked to make like baby voices and do things like it's almost creepy but there's a different relationship with masculinity in that sense in korea and eggyo is just kind of like allowed and it's fine for everybody to do so yeah and and like women do it too like from what i understand it's not just like an idol thing like people yeah, want, no. like normies us normal people average people yeah they also do that it's like part of the culture but it's like it can be really cringe yeah last but not least we have skinship so coming from a latin south american background there's no such thing as seeing men all over each other outside of like i don't know maybe slapping their butts on like 
a soccer game scoring, you know, that's about the extent of which there will be like physical contact with between men. Sure. Like they'll hug each other when they see each other every once in a while, but like the skinship in Korea was super culture shock for me at first, the way that they are okay with like holding hands, sleeping together, cuddling, just jumping on each other all the time, hugging each other. And to me, at this point, I can see it from a standpoint of, especially for K-pop, a lot of these kids really grew up with each other from a very young age. And some of them had to move from wherever state or region they were from to Seoul to train with the companies. So they literally grew up with their members as their family. So there's a level of comfort that is just beyond what most people can imagine could happen but these people are close with each other to the point where it's like even more than some families are like yeah. i don't think a lot of families are even as physically comfortable with each other as most of these idols are so skinship was huge culture shock for me and like in korea from what i understand like men and women aren't celebrated when there's pda or like hugging between friends of like different genders it's yeah. not like socially acceptable always so i think it just makes it easier or it's like more, okay, if you're the same gender, it's fine. Right. But like as long it's as like, it's not sexual. Right. Like, exactly. So yeah. like, I think it might just be like a way for teenagers to like have hugs because hugs are important. People need hugs yeah. to be, you know, mentally happy. I think we also want to mention K-pop specific things because the ones that we mentioned before were more like korean culture korean entertainment this would be more k-pop specific mm -hmm. one of them is the difference between an idol and an artist yeah like I've, I've seen a lot i've seen a lot and I, laura and i have these like intellectual conversations between ourselves and we're like i would tell her like in your mind what's your what's the difference to you between an idol and an entertainer because they make these distinctions very black and white when we're watching shows like sometimes idols like say like i'm a singer i'm an idol i'm not an entertainer and i'm like i don't know i would think like everyone would call beyonce an entertainer even though she's just like you know the biggest pop star this side of the world and i don't know it's just it, it blows my mind the way that they really want to differentiate these things but for them it's like artists are singers or anyone who has a career in music but is not an idol and they're very clear that they're not idols because they don't want to be put under under the microscope that idols are put under. Idols are very, very specific niche of time limited, younger, all these things. And idols are really a new breed. Like they just started in the late 90s. Artists have been around for forever and will be around for forever. We don't know what an old idol looks like because we've never had one from Korea before. So that's no. wild. And yeah, entertainers are for variety shows and stuff like that. And we we talked about this when Kobe did his release party. We're like, okay, so he's allowed to hang out with women artists, but he can't hang out with women idols. Correct. So like the party was filled with women from K hip hop, K R and B, from like everywhere. But I did not see one single idol woman. Yeah. So it's like, what's they're just women? Like I think it's fine. Another thing that I remember having this thought very vividly. When I started watching K-pop content and I saw like one clip of, it was probably Dynamite at the time because that's how I got in. That was my gateway, obviously. So maybe I saw like a show of Dynamite and then I saw another one and I was like, wait, they're just going to do the same choreo again. Like I already saw it. Like what? And then now I'm like, 
I understand like you want to watch it to learn it and like it doesn't matter how many times they do the choreo it's still a different performance every time but that to me I was like no this this would not fly in America like this is why they don't have choreo here I think like I don't get it the first time I noticed that wasn't actually with a k-pop idol it was with Anita she used to have the style of music very different from what she does now she's evolved where she would have choreo, the same choreo for each song. And when I first got into her and I started like watching a lot of her content and seeing her perform live, I was like, isn't that the same dance that she just did? But like, I definitely forgot about it until like literally right now. But it's true. It's not it's not normal. Like when I saw her do it, I was like, the fuck is this? Why is she why is she doing the same like dancing? Like, yeah, makes no sense like- to me. NSYNC had one memorable choreo, you know, with Bye Bye Bye, which mm-hmm. like obviously everybody wanted to do and it was the easiest thing ever. And it was obviously expected that they were going to do that choreo every time. But that wasn't the case for every song. Like it wasn't like that where we like knew the choreo and we knew the things like this is no. clearly an intricate and uh, integral ingredient if, yeah. of K-pop. But yeah, it was I was at first I was like, I don't need to watch these people do the same choreo every freaking time. 2022 said, mm-hmm, sure, sure. Pass forward to let's, Kathy watching PTD like 30 times. No lie. Let's, let's go to her YouTube history and see how many times. Not only am I watching every performance of uh, the same, like the same song multiple times, just like different outfits and different sets, maybe. But now I'm also watching the fan cams of each of the members individually. So who's a clown? Me, this girl, like this girl. Wow. Keep having realizations. I'm hating myself. Good times. One of them, I think the first concert that I saw was BTS. And I didn't really understand what meant for <laughs> I don't think I asked, like I straight up asked Kathy because I was ashamed because I felt like I was supposed to know. So if, if you guys don't know what meant are. Actually, Kathy, please explain this. You're much better at this. So it just, it's, it's comments. So ments. But the thing is, I mean, Laura and I have gone to concerts all our lives. It's not that we haven't gone to a concert before. But in Latin America and in America, it feels a lot less structured. It doesn't right. feel like the artist really has a script. And a lot of them really do go off the cuff all the time in every city. So we never really noticed that there was like a specific structure to the set mm-hmm. list for a yeah. concert. But when it comes to K-pop, and in the case of BTS, it's like extremely structured. Like those <laughs> producers... The cue sheet is tight. So basically, it gives them time to breathe in between songs. So like, I honestly, in K-pop, it does make a lot of sense with how high intensity their choreos are. They need time to recover so that they can do another set. So every three to four songs, depending on how much they do, they're going to have uh, a little section where everybody talks and they have comments, hence, ments. So yeah, ments. Big, 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 big deal and a big scripted opportunity for most of these groups. It's it's cute sometimes. Other times you're just like, yeah, someone wrote that for you. I hadn't been able to see it from their point of view, like from the artist's point of view. But for Lola, when they were filming J-Hope from the back, you could see the teleprompter, or like the screen in front with what he was going to say during his ments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is the first time that I actually see them like write word for word what they're saying. Yeah, like so he was, it was like, I'm kinda... J-Hope from BTS, but you can call me J. Like, it's, yeah, I get it because even we forget things yeah. that we're going to say during the podcast that we had thought before, even when it's in our notes. So I we totally understand that it's in the prompter. 
but it's it's a very different experience from what we get here in the west for sure so i guess the thing that i have the most issue with because i live in a one-bedroom apartment less than 850 square feet with my husband who also has a lot of hobbies is physical albums i want them all but i don't have space and that hasn't like physical albums haven't been an actual thing out here like in this side of the world for years i was gonna ask you if you remember what was the last physical album that you had that you own here you do i do because the thing is it was pretty recent oh (laughs) i do too but mine was not that recent (laughs) yeah i think it stopped being a thing here when like spotify and like youtube and that kind of stuff started to become really strong like oh okay i don't have to actually have a cd that skips um i can just put it in my mp3 limewire whatever but it was really recently the the fangirl life has been following me my whole life and i didn't realize it <laughs> it was a beaver cd ah interesting okay. i have three of them <laughs> okay but that's like yeah an artist that you supported very specifically so i guess yeah, it yeah, does yeah. make a lot of sense my last physical CD that I owned before getting into K-pop was J. Cole's Born Center. Mm-hmm. So that album like could fuck me up today. Honestly, it's such a good album. And I remember I got it for like playing it in my car. Yeah. And now I have a little section of albums that I don't like looking at because I feel terrible about the environment and how I spend my money. And on that note, we actually just saw that JYP put out a statement saying that they were not going to do physical albums anymore because of sustainability, which I think is amazing, because I really do hate the wastefulness and just thinking of all the landfills and all these people that buy albums to just sell the photo cards and just throw them out because not everybody has access or closeness to a store where they can drop it off and donate it or whatever. I really am excited that JYP is doing this and that they're deciding yeah. to be trendsetters in this way. And I hope that other companies also follow suit. But anyway, the the point is, Obviously, a CD doesn't really matter to anyone. And they knew this when they started marketing physical albums. So what they decided to do was to include photo cards in the albums, which are basically like little baseball cards we've seen Mm -hmm. here in the States. Here, people collected for many years like Pokemon cards, baseball cards, Yu-Gi-Oh! was another big one. And K-pop said, huh, if we put the, the little selfies these fuckers take on a little cardboard piece, we can make money off of them. So the thing is, Usually an album comes with at least one photo card and it's random. And because it's not the typical album that we're used to here, which is they call a jewel case. I don't know if anyone here ever call it a jewel case before that. Nope. But you can't see it. So you don't know what you get. So people just buy a bunch of albums, hoping that they get their favorite uh, members photo card in there. And, and they also not just do the photo card thing, but then they do different versions of the album. So they do the blue version, the red version, the the black version, and then you want to have all the versions because they have different pictures and different like photo shoot sets that were used for each of the pictures and different styling. So you want multiple pictures of these guys. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot. It's literally just selfies. And some idols, some artists, they do take pride in having good photo cards. They do think of their selfies. They like put thought into it. They try to make them fun. But there's some other ones that are just the fucking same picture over and over. And here I am wanting every single one of them. Jin, I'm looking at you. Like, like she's she's calling woozy. herself out. She's calling and, herself and out. Woozy. They're both the fucking same. It's either like Jin with that like just face of like an angel and Woozy with the stupid Wuahe. Like 
Jesus, but I want them all. And I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, I went from like, oh, I don't get this to I have three binders now full of photo cards. <laughs> <laughs> For groups that I don't even stand. Like, it's ridiculous. Aww. And also the last thing we'll say about the K-pop life and the album life is I think someone in America would be offended if, I don't know, literally anyone tried to put like a song that they already had in a new album call it a repackage and try to sell it to them again so like they have these repackages which is like they literally repackage a bunch of old songs or songs that already exist from previous albums and then they sell it again <laughs> it's like bro didn't i already pay you for this like the fuck 17 just did the repackage sector 17 album it was literally face the sun but with like three uh, song songs. changes and like why <laughs> I remember we were really, we are, we still like reggaeton a lot. When Carol G came out with, what was the name of the, what was the name of the album? I don't know because it's irrelevant because no one ever should fucking listen to it. Listen, listen, listen. Here uh, you are being G, okay. Carol G got me through my first like big breakup. Like y'all don't understand how her first album for me was like revolutionary. No one even knows this album exists. I know every fucking song. That album really, really like was it for me. And then she released a few really good singles from Pineapple uh, to Mikama, whatever, like a bunch of other songs. Punto G. Punto G. And then she like decides <clears throat> to drop this album. I think it was like 2019, 2018, 2019. And literally half of the album was made up of the singles she had already released up until a year and a half earlier. Because I was like, you know, I understand that art, like artists release a single a few months before and maybe like one or two songs that I already heard are in the album. But for yeah. her, it was literally half of it. I was so offended. So offended. I, you guys, you don't understand. When this came out, Kathy was like, how dare she? Like she attacked me personally. Like this was <laughs> against me. I felt literally <laughs> disrespected, like married <laughs> to the disrespect. That's not okay with me. So when I heard of the repackaging, I'm like, oh, another way to attack the environment <laughs> and my pocket with old recycled shit. Come on. But I guess yeah. I still refuse to buy a repackage album. Same. The narrator says these two are both clowns and did not in fact refuse to buy repackage albums as they both bought BTS's proof, which is indeed the biggest repackage album of all time. So now that we talked about K-pop specific, we wanted to lightly touch on K-dramas and webtoons. So one of the things that I don't think I can personally watch Western shows anymore the same because they're just it's too much. Like Korean dramas are always pretty short, one season. Their episodes are usually at least one hour without commercials. So it's like you get everything in like a small little package but you feel like you've watched years and years of this drama novelas with their three-year running time no fucking Grey's Anatomy is in their like 50th year or something like <laughs> I can't do that anymore after Christina <laughs> left we didn't need any more seasons Shonda we were fine we could have <laughs> we could have ended it there so that was kind of like a breath of fresh air and I still like it so that's 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 pretty nice and then one of the biggest things about watching k-dramas or webtoons is the tropes and cliches that they overuse i remember when i first started watching them 
I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I just bothered Kathy with it. And I literally sent her maybe 20 messages complaining about all of the cliches and tropes that I was watching over and over and over again because I became obsessed with K-dramas and I wouldn't stop. Yeah, I would. I couldn't stop. I was addicted. Just so you guys understand, Laura doesn't always give me context and by doesn't always, I mean almost never gives me context. Mm. So she would be like the fucking band-aid and I was like, what are you talking about? To be quite honest, I've taken like a little vacation. I've only watched web dramas in the last couple of months because they're short, they're sweet, they're stupid and they're not that great, but I love them. But... <laughs> The band-aid that she's talking about is in romance dramas, there's always a band-aid scene. What that means is, for some reason, this is another trope, people in K-dramas, the female lead is always falling everywhere. Like, girl cannot stand straight. Like, she cannot. So she's always falling and, like, scraping her knee. Like, who even does that? As an adult, I don't think I've scraped my knee very often. Like, <laughs> Laura falling off her segue. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> that was a special case. <laughs> that was a special case. Or, like, yeah, that was a special case. You know what? I've only fallen when there's alcohol involved. <laughs> but I don't usually and like in these scenes it's like this girl has a scrape like what the fuck and like somehow she doesn't know how to put her own fucking band-aid <laughs> and the male leads like pops a fucking band-aid out of fucking nowhere because they always have them somewhere and so he pops it out and then like they like take it off and put it on her and like you get five different <laughs> five different views of him putting on the band-aid and the girl's like <gasps> and it's like Jesus Christ, stop. Like, it's, it's just a fucking band-aid. Like, I understand, you know, it's like the whole taking care of you, blah, 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 blah. But like the, the physical, band-aid. the physical contact <laughs> through a band-aid. That's how they flirt. <laughs> Miami could never. <laughs> Speaking of Miami could never, is the over-dramatization of hugs. It's just a hug. But <laughs> 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 they make it over there, like it's like the biggest which I mean I get it now you know after researching the culture whatever but like when I first watched it I was like why are they spending 10 minutes on a hug like it's just a hug now I get it don't kill me people but like it was just a little bit too 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 much I know that American culture is known for like binge drinking and frat parties and you know drinking blah 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 but I don't feel like in every show there's a specific drunk scene like people do get drunk in shows and they show that blah blah and if it's like a teenage show they do it to show kids that you shouldn't drink whatever but like in in Korean dramas it's like it's the same kind of scene where like usually the female lead is with the second male lead because there's mostly always a fucking love triangle and she's eating and they're like having soju and then she gets drunk and it's always the same thing and she starts talking and there's piggyback rides involved because apparently everyone in Korea can give each other piggyback rides like I don't think I've been able to get a piggyback ride in years because like like, (laughs) don't call yourself out like that someone (laughs) let me tell you something at ultra some guy who was clearly off like high off his rocket offer me to get on his shoulders and I was like why would I do that to you <laughs> so 
you never know somebody somebody's out there for you waiting to give you the piggyback ride of your life and then so like with this it's mostly always the same type of drunk scene either like after like hanging out with friends hanging out with the third the second male lead or like at a work event piggyback rides and the throwing up it is so normal to see that in webtoons and k-dramas and i'm like i don't i mean like i think they show it in shows but like it's not so normal like i don't it was weird i still think it's weird it is also also the bathroom thing like scenes where like the characters are in the bathroom not showering but like pooping or like peeing it's weird. It's yeah. so open and so normal. I mean, which it is, is you know, that one book. Well, it's not as normal poops. here. I feel like people talk about it, but not it's not it's not shown like that on TV no, or no, anything. No. But it's a it's a comedy thing also. Sometimes it's it's not even comedy. It's just like there. And it's it was very it's weird gross. to me. Like I get it. Everybody poops, but that book. And I guess with with this one it's it happens in k-pop too where it's okay to sexualize men but it's not okay to sexualize women so you'll see in dramas and in webtoons there's a lot of abs like a ridiculous amount of abs everywhere but then you won't see the female lead showing more than just her legs and maybe her arms so it's it's different because here it's usually the opposite. Mm-hmm. Men don't really have nude scenes. Sex sells, but it's mostly like women sex sells. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And like here, taking off your shirt, it's normal. So it's not yeah. like a big deal. But like in terms of women, you usually see women showing a lot of skin. But over there, it's like you can sexualize the male lead, but God forbid you sexualize the female lead it's the same with k-pop yeah girl groups have sexy outfits but it's not like fucking sf9 humping the ground and humping the air you know what i mean like it's not the same it's not equal which i guess is good but it is it is if the women don't want to but then when solar gets a pole you know it's a big deal if the women want to do it then let them do it yeah. If they don't want to, then don't force them, obviously. That's, right, right, it would right. be ideal if it was like that. And same with the men, because maybe the people, like the men don't want to show their abs or don't want to work be out, out so there. hard to be shredded all the time so that they right. have to be on screen. Yeah. Right. And then this final one, stalking. Like <laughs> It is such a normal trope in webtoons and k-dramas and it's not seen as weird and i'm just like like how here we normalize like oh if he if he hits you or if he treats you badly like with little kids it's because he likes you and it's like the stalking there is like well he doesn't love you unless he stalks you like it's part of the thing yeah i mean they also say that's also another trope like if he's mean to you he likes you exactly yeah so it's like there's no winning (laughs) there's no winning for women they're setting up like young women and whomever watches k-dramas to have very twisted (laughs) ideas and images of healthy relationships like healthy who not this not in those dramas and i know i just said one last thing but i'm channeling my inner jk one last thing (laughs) student teacher relationships I know that here we have a lot of shows that have that sort of aspect, but I have seen an incredible amount of shows and webtoons doing this. I just wanted to break that stereotype because it's Gross. it's disgusting. Anyway, that technique took a while, but these will go a little bit faster because we're just kind of 
rapid firing through all of this. So another funny thing about getting so hard into Korean entertainment is that sometimes we can fool ourselves. And by we, I maybe mean just me. I don't know. We can fool ourselves into thinking that we might understand some Korean just because uh, the entertainment industry has adopted a lot of English words and like make them part of their lexicon. But it's really funny because I really swear that like I can understand some stuff. But then I realize that it's just like it's only when it's entertainment industry related because there's so many English words that they use. So, you know, they they not only like adopted the words, but like they also spell it in Hangul, which is super cute to me because sometimes I, I'm like, I when I try to read Hangul, I read at the speed of like a three-year-old that don't read. So that's how I read. <laughs> uh, so I just read the thing and then I'm like, premium like I that's how I've had like a lot of experiences like that when I'm reading something and it's an English word so anyway some of the words that they'll say and um, also they give them a little bit of a different meaning sometimes and I I I thought at first it was really funny so they say schedule like they are like oh something something schedule tomorrow like they'll have a schedule but for them a schedule is like one activity while to us a schedule is like a series of events or like uh mm -hmm. look at the schedule and tell me how your week looks it's a more pluralized more all-encompassing thing but for them it's like i have a schedule tomorrow so it's very like different the way that they use it the word quiz they can go on a variety show and they're like okay first quiz and it's just a question but they use the word quiz for it so it's really funny the word menu they use it as like, what are your menu options? As in like menu one has rice and tteokbokki and this and that. And that's menu one. Menu two is this. While to us, the menu is like the whole book. The comeback, that's a word that like, I don't think I ever heard before used in the music industry in the West. But it's mm -hmm. like the time that obviously when a group comes back, but again, they they use the word in English. So when, when their debut is the first time that they show us their music and then the next time they come back it's their comeback clear as air i had only heard it before used in in sports really sure like, and like there's coming like back music, from like, a loss or don't ca don't call it a comeback it's like a song or like whatever like yeah. yes yeah coming back from like that totally but that's that's about it there's also <laughs> in terms of like albums there's also different words that they use or that it's using korean that we don't really use here so there's an album a single and a title i had never heard of a title song used before like or it, like it, there are terms that like billboard will use so like in an article it's not commonly like discussed with people yeah and yeah. if they talk about a title track then that means that the title track has the same name as the album but in Korean music, that yeah. doesn't happen. Mm -mm. Like you, your mm -mm. title track doesn't have to have the same name as the album. And then another thing that I, I thought was, it, it, well, in that sort of sense, like mini albums, <laughs> EPs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like e EPs I've heard of here, but mini yeah, albums were mini not albums a thing. Aren't mini albums EPs? I'm, yeah. I, I'm still confused about it, but but they, they, they separate it like they're two different things yeah it's just a little confusing with their comeback all these uh like the idol groups pair stages and it's not that they go and build the stage you know the thing where they stand on <laughs> a stage is the whole presentation the whole I a guess, number the it's like oh then the number like I, I guess to them it would be really hard or weird to use that that name Right. But it's like you go to Radio City Music Hall and they have 
this number where they all wore green and did this dance like we right, call right, it a right. number in, in the music industry here but they call it a stage and I think it's hilarious when I first started they're like yeah we prefer the stage and it's like damn y'all built this like y'all crazy, 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 crazy. <laughs> here when they go on a tv station they just go in the rinky dinky like little corner that that tv station has prepared for performances yeah it's not this whole visual like intricate thing either no. you'll only see that for like an award show and even then right. like it might just be like screen colors or something that are changing right. you know speaking of visuals korean culture is very similar to hispanic culture very much about look so visuals are basically the most handsome prettiest member of each group which <laughs> i don't think we could do that here <laughs> as, i don't think as... that'd be a thing <laughs> as a wokest cultural generation right now hell no like I was I was mind blown when I would look into the groups because like there's pages for example like kpopprofiles.com where you can go and you can look up a group and like get to know the members individually so they'll be like they'll list the responsibility so they'll be like leader rapper visual and I'm like damn like they literally categorize them as that like or they'll say themselves the members will be like I'm in charge of the visual like I'm the visual of the group and I'll be like, first of all, congratulations for the confidence. <laughs> Second of all, the rest of y'all should be very offended. And it's visual and the face of the group because sometimes the face of the group is not visuals, but it still means the most handsome member or the prettiest member. Awesome. And with that, visuals are supposed to act a certain way. So like, for example, Jin at the very beginning when BTS was pretty much new, he couldn't be silly because visuals are not silly. They're just beautiful and mysterious. <laughs> so it's like it's they they put people or they put their idols in boxes that don't make sense. Like, for example, Jen has a wonderful personality. Why would you put him where he's not talking and showcasing that? Same with Mingyu and Seventeen. Like, wonderful personality, perfect for entertainment. Why wouldn't you want? them to show that 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 means money for you so tmis here are when you share something that's uber personal too personal stuff that you really don't say to people or in the reg and gross <laughs> usually you know for women that have periods it's like oh tmi i'm on my period kind of thing you know in korea tmi is talking about mundane things that you did things that don't really matter they're like all? oh what's your tmi oh i ate bulgogi yeah yeah gray from aomg actually has a whole ass song called tmi and if you read the lyrics it's like all right i, I guess i needed to know that you haven't left your couch the whole day like, <laughs> <laughs> sure like i wonder yeah like how that how it traveled how it became what it yeah. is yeah it's very weird I, I wonder what korean person heard of T tmi here and decided to bring it to the culture and there and the entertainment and literally there's not a live or an interview or anything that happens where someone doesn't ask for a TMI yeah. like it's a thing it's a thing and I'm just like that's not TMI homie but okay and the last two things about the words that they use this isn't necessarily like they use the English word but maybe like when a translator is talking they'll use these words to encompass what they're talking about and they definitely don't mean the same thing like for example, the word event, I laugh all the time when they use the word event as a as an ex-event planner, 
because for example when there's a concert around one of the members birthdays and let's say fans put together like a little thing where they do like signs or something for the member to make them feel special they'll call that an event and it's like no homie the concert itself is an event that is an activity it's like a gift like you can call it literally anything but it's not an event it's cute it's like not I don't have anything against it it's just funny and I jokingly say that as an as an ex-event planner I feel triggered whenever they use the word event for like a minor thing and then they pluralize a lot of words especially in like the translations and the subtitles and I find it hilarious because, you know, my past life as an event planner, now as a communicator, I take grammar very seriously. You just can't pluralize a lot of things and they just add an S to everything. Like, they're like, we prepared lots of contents for you instead of content. Or we are looking at the staffs in the room. <laughs> or uh, we're selling lots of merches with this comeback. <laughs> like, I die. I mean, I, I think I think I have thought of, the word staffs now like <laughs> I think of content all the time like, I'm a content creator that's my literal actual title at my job and it's not like a youtuber thing like it's a serious company but I literally like as a content creator I'm like yeah I'm creating contents this quarter like <laughs> it's affecting my life <laughs> so this doesn't go one way we have without noticing adopted a lot of sounds a lot of words into our everyday vocabulary because of k-dramas k-pop webtoons etc and it's not just us there are plenty of korean words expressions that us and other k-poppies and now i guess the entertainment industry because they're awakening to k-pop that we've adopted personally for both of us, we don't like to use them publicly too much because we don't want to be seen as Korea boos. But we do think it. <laughs> we just don't verbalize it. The brainwashing has been very effective and very real. Yes. So effective. Kathy, which one's your favorite? I would have to say it's Chincha. Like <laughs> I say Chincha to Laura at least 10 times a day. And it's funny because so Laura and I talk all day, every day since before K-pop. And sometimes we have conversations about like, did you give me this word? Did I use this word before? Did I give it to you? Because we don't know sometimes where we started saying shit. But Laura says that I gave her the word honestly, because I say honestly all the time. I'm like, honestly, bro, I really don't know if I want to go like, you know, whatever. Like, And Laura's like, I'm always honest. So I never had to say honestly before, but now I say it all the time. So when I say things now, I'm like, yo, chincha bro, like, hello, chincha, chincha bro, like, hello. So that's, and it's really funny when I'm at work and I like want to say it and I can't because no one will understand me. So I would say that has to be my favorite one. Yeah. I don't particularly go for words. But I do, that's a lie. Because <laughs> I just remembered a word. It's not a Korean word. It's okay. Koreans say okay in a certain way. Yeah. It's not, it's not how we say okay. It's repeated. So it's not just okay. It's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I cannot and like stop. the I at the end is like maybe there, maybe not. It's like okay, 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 okay. Like they, like they, they, they kind of eat the I while they're saying the next okay. It's really cute. <laughs> so I've I've adopted that but I've mostly adopted sounds <laughs> I think the sounds are where it's at yeah because yeah. you can say sounds without seeming like anything it's they're just sounds yeah some of the sounds are very common in like k-dramas or like and whenever you hear them talking off script 
they're like I go like <laughs> which means just like I or like I like when some, they drop something like they'll they'll sound like that or they don't say wow they say like Wah. like I don't know like those are more the sounds that I hear all the time that I'm like I think and I think those sounds but I don't or whoa whoa <laughs> I think I might have I might that might have escaped my lips at work I'm not gonna lie to you oh, 100%, 100%. another one is the the ugh, not the ugh, but the like the, the that one the, that might have also escaped my lips a couple times yeah <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what is happening? Like this, the static sound, like what is, what is, and they use it for a lot of different things. A lot of, the one that we do use just between us girls is chingo. <laughs> it's such a great word. It sounds wonderful. It means friend. Yes. And then Laura has been saying my guy for a while. And then one day she, one day she goes, my chingu. And I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard my entire life. Like loved it, obsessed with it. And then other words that I've seen adopted, like when I talk to my fellow K-popies in the area, (laughs) Blackpink in your area. Well, debak, I think it's just became like the most known word, which means awesome from like, like a lot of podcasts have that name, a lot of like shows, a lot of companies. So that that's a very commonly used word, fighting or whiting, uh, mm. which Koreans use to like cheer each other on. It means like you got this, but they say fighting. Like at first when I heard that, I was like, is there gonna be a fight? <laughs> like, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was like, I was like, aren't y'all friends? Like I don't <laughs> you just said chingu now you're saying fighting, like I don't I don't get it. And then hajima, which means like don't do it or stop. And then I've I've also heard some of our K-popy friends call each other like unni or like sambay or something like that which are just like their endearing terms uh, of respect to address each other so hyung unni nuna opa sambay are all kind of like being thrown around in miami if you don't know now you know personally i only use unni when i fucked up and i want to butter up kathy <laughs> yes and it works it's very effective. She'll be like, I'm sorry, Anni, and I'm like, it's fine. I love you so much. Oh my God, I'm your Anni. Like, and I would call her somebody all the time at first, like when I didn't know anything and she would just be telling me all the control. I'm like, oh my God, somebody name. Thank you so much. Thank you for telling me. We forgot one word that we've adopted completely into our personal friendship language. Uh, Booty. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we use that too much. Yeah, so never anywhere else though. <laughs> Uri is like our, but in Korean culture, what I've read is like the whole it takes a village thing, they take it very seriously. So it's like I'll be talking to Laura and I'll be like, Yeah, because our mom, and I'm just talking about my mom, but like she's our mom because like my mom is everyone's mom in Korea. So yeah, Laura will say like she'll be talking about her bias, but she'll be like Uri someone, and I'll just be like, Yeah, it's cute. Like, yeah. And I guess more like quickly I don't think I think that's a lie at this point <laughs> like with any hyper-focused niche uh there's jargon or slang that is used between fans to talk about a moment and with k-pop and k-dramas the shorthand is real so once we became stands and we started especially me when I got into twitter I started seeing like a lot of these things being used very commonly so we're just gonna go through the list so if they say Kathy is doing something in tiny it just means that like you see me and I look very like cute and small on the screen. That would never happen to me with my big ass forehead and shit, but it's fine. 
so in tiny or small is like uh, when the idols, the tall ones sometimes look tiny when like they're, they crouch or whatever. So moot or moots, like when people go on Twitter and they're like, hi, I'm a new fan. Can I have any moots in like whatever, like mutual, like mutual fans of something. So it's just like a way to make friends. OT means one true. So any group that has a certain amount of members, people will say like BTS is one true seven, OT seven, Monster X, OT six or OT seven, depending on who you ask. And things like that. Very scandalous. PC <laughs> or photo cards. We <laughs> talked about them earlier. Again, the girl that was like, ew, K-pop, I would never. Legions of photo cards. <laughs> this is my photo card tour for everybody. BTS. Stray Kids, Monster X, then it's TXT. So yeah, photo cards are the collectibles that people get from the albums. Mm. And then we have cup sleeves. So <laughs> it's the way it's the way that I have flip flopped for me. <laughs> when I, I first saw this TikTok of this guy in LA talking about him going to a cup sleeve event, and I was like, who has that kind of time? Who wants to go to these things? What is the purpose of them? Why would I leave my house to go get a riggedy paper, cardboard, whatever thing, cup sleeve? Me, no. It me. I'm holding one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve cup sleeves that I have collected since March when I started going to them. And we are in August. I have no chill, guys. Either I'm like completely against something or I am the biggest proponent ambassador and like sponsor of something when she went to her first one she was like well, my my first one i got the day wrong so i showed up to the place <laughs> and it wasn't even that day <laughs> sorry continue <laughs> she said to me because i was like kathy maybe we can like do a cup sleeve episode that like you can lead because you've been to one and this and that and she's like I don't think I'm going to go to more. <laughs> the lies you tell yourself to help you sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. I was definitely like, oh, yeah. Me. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll just go to the March ones because they're for Sugar's birthday. And then I think I've, I have like cup sleeves for groups that I don't even stand. So like I have nothing to say for myself. <laughs> Love the events, but I have no idea what's happening. I just really like Boba. And I like socializing. <laughs> So there's that. She's very good at it. Look out for the episode on cup sleeves coming soon because Laura had the idea and I have nothing to say for myself anymore. Then in America and in the West, you know, we have MTV, which stands for music television, but it doesn't play music anymore. While in Korea, the amount of music shows, there's a show for every day of the week, for every idol, for every group, for every taste. So the music shows are very important to artists for promoting their comebacks when they have them. So <laughs> me sitting here being like, why am I going to watch the same performance of the same dance? Like again, a different show because it's a thing and it's fun. And then my last word is Desang, which is awards. So whenever they go to the golden disc or even here, when they came to the AMAs, it was really cute because they're like, we want a Desang. It's a major award. They also have the word Bonsang, which means like a smaller award. But basically, song is what means award. So a word that sounds similar, but it's not the same thing, is sesong. In this case, it means stalkers, terrible fans. They're, yeah. they're, I wouldn't even consider them fans. They're stalkers. Yeah. They're creepy, disrespectful. If you're into K-pop and you watch V-Lives, a lot of idols, like when they're doing V-Lives, you'll see them check their phone often. 
and like make a face usually what these people like to do is they find the idol's phone number and start calling them on like while they're on camera aunties are basically anti-fans usually it means that they dislike a group and instead of just quietly disliking them they decide to just slander that group in social media for whatever reason because it's not going to make their favorite group look good like ults which is from ultimate that just means that it's your favorite favorite group person multis are people that like multiple different groups solo okay. stands are also a thing that means and that then, you only like one member and that's usually not a good. big no no and then point dances the highlight dance that just means that usually like we mentioned before songs have choreographies and choreography is very big in k-pop and the highlight or point dance is the part where it's usually in the chorus the one that they want to bring more attention to usually they use that for like tiktok challenges and stuff it's usually yeah. they're more not complicated but like well like it's called like the highlight it like, of it's the like choreography. The, it stands out it stands out like it becomes a memorable like the most memorable part of the choreo that like you can identify the choreography immediately by that or the song immediately by that dance move and then kathy mentioned fan camps these music shows have a lot of money for production because they have a camera and each idol gets a camera and it records that particular idol's dance throughout the whole performance but you don't really see that here at all that's why a lot of uh groups practice with like a name tag on top of their clothes so to kind of give an idea of where they'll be standing and who they are osds are just original soundtracks we call it here original soundtracks <laughs> Yeah, but, but I think here for a lot of movies and TV shows, they just grab existing music. They don't really create, like, unless it's like a big production, they don't true. really create music for stuff. But over there, it's very common for shows to tap artists, idols, or whatever to create specific music for the show. But then movie. the bad part about it is they create this one song for the show and then they use it every time that there's like a scene between like the love interest or whatever they use the same song every like it's kind of like the song is supposed to activate your muscle memory to like know it's about a, a specific story and it, it's overdone it at 100 overdone. Much. and then just the last one salkas which is just selfie it's called in korean they just uh, connect a lot of words they use the first mm -hmm. syllable of every word so it's like self camera i prefer Salkas now than selfies. Same. Which sounds cuter. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for. Drinks in hand. <coughs> me and Laura. It's time to play Never Have I Ever. Our favorite college game. But K-pop fan edition. So we gathered a list of things that we may or may not have done before getting sucked into this world. And we encourage you to also grab a drink or some banana milk. It depends on your age. I don't know. I don't, I don't judge. And play along with us. So we'll say Never Have I Ever. And then if you have done it before K-pop, you drink. If you haven't done it, don't drink. So first thing, never have I ever traveled domestically or internationally exclusively for a concert. I have. I did that a lot. It wasn't that weird when I started getting into K-pop for me to do that. Yeah. I will take any reason to travel. Never have I ever cared to know or watch all the content related to a comeback. One Direction. Oh, One Direction. Yeah, that makes sense. Never have I ever considered buying more than one physical album of a favorite artist. I never did. Never have I ever planned a concert outfit based on a music video of the artist or era or style they've worn. I didn't do this before K-pop. This is just, so this, this, this game is just Laura exposing herself for 
10 minutes straight is what this game is. <laughs> I did do this for Bruno Mars. I tried to copy his 24 karat like Ensemble. vibe with like the silk and the whatever. <laughs> Never have I ever streamed through a music or video platform in an organized group to rack of views or listens. No, I still haven't. No. I, 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 I do now. I join like station head streaming parties and stuff like that all the time, but I, I never did before. Never have I ever gone to or seen more than one concert off the same tour, like in different days, different cities. I saw PTD 15 times. No, that deserves a drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I was getting thirsty. I was getting thirsty. Never have I ever paid resale price for a concert we weren't able to go to get regular price tickets for. Yes, I have. <laughs> I think I've only done it once that I can remember and it was for Bruno Mars never have I ever paid for a song or album aside from the streaming fee I guess I did with J. Cole that was the last one that I like bought the album physically and also streamed it I have a couple of them <laughs> oh your car didn't have an aux cord so you have to have the cd and you also yeah have yeah and then when I did have the aux cord I still like the cd <laughs> Never have I ever awaited a comeback or tour announcement to decide on or finalize specific plans. I know I don't think I ever in my life cared to like arrange anything around any sort of schedule, but now I do. I have just a viewer in one direction. Now you all can see why Laura was the one that got me into this shit. It's very <laughs> obvious. I was living my life like a normal fucking human. <laughs> and she came along and said, Never have I ever downloaded multiple apps for the sake of an artist. I had never done this. Never. Because like. Not my entire second page. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I uh, literally have a folder called K-pop. <laughs> yeah. In conclusion. Laura and I need to be stopped. <laughs> but no, for real. We definitely have become K-popified. We are big K-popies. Big fans of Korean entertainment in general. And it really is hard to notice how far we have gone into the rabbit hole until we try to talk to other people to like bring them in and then they're like mm, that's a lot that's very <laughs> different from what i'm used to yeah people usually don't have an open mind which is unfortunate a great song for from them. that you should stream <laughs> <laughs> but it's unfortunate that they don't have an open mind because they're missing out on some quality content. Open your minds, follow us, and enjoy this journey with us. And if you're not into K-pop yet, just wait to become a steak like me and flip, flip, and flip, and flip, and flip. Cook yourself on either side and please become a fan. <laughs> oh, I need to be stopped. That was great. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Please, if you haven't already, follow us on our social media so you can be up to date with the realest, latest, real-time goop. And we hope you have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please, don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!